from New York. Welcome to another edition of the 914 Sports Podcast. My name is Frankie Fermonti, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Tony Boza. Yo. Tony Bellotta. Hello. Joe Diegas, who went to go get milk and cookies. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, wee. I perfect, love that so much. The perfect milk and cookies hat. God damn it. And that's it for this week. Goes to work at Google for one week. (laughs) Four weeks now. One week. It's been four weeks? It's on the fourth week now. Why do I feel like you just got that? That's what I'd say, Tony. Why did it take four weeks weeks to get your spinner hat? Oh, because I had to go through training and then it had to be shipped. It was with the jerseys. As training, did they make you watch watch that Owen Wilson and... um, Vince Vaughn movie? No. The intern? Shit. Do, do they like that movie? Good answer, Joe. <laughs> Hi, Pi. Thanks, do we Joe. Think, do Hold we on. Think... Uh, Tony, Joe? Steph's, uh, or well, not Steph, Pi's phone died. Okay. What does that have to do with us Give recording? me a second. Give me a second. What do you got to give her yours? <laughs> I'm so confused. Don't you love when we start the podcast and then he has to do stuff? Don't you fucking love it? Mark Brunell is the Lions quarterback coach. Oh, your boy. And isn't your boy uh, Lynn the, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, that which is hysterical. And like, they, But they don't look terrible. Like Goff. Jared Goff looks Goff. good. Goff looks good. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Joseph. I know. Sorry. Uh, so wait, Steve's- what did it have to do with Steph? Why did you say Steph? Because Pi needed my phone to FaceTime Steph. Because there's oh yeah, my God, Jesus. Uh, Steve's at the beach, or you know, crying about the Packers. Uh, Martin's at work, so they're not with us this week. So let's get right into it. The NFL is here, and is a shit show, and is a fucking shit show. Uh, week one was very fun. With a bunch of shit. Week two is somehow, it's not as fun. It doesn't get, it, week one is always fun. Week two gets a little bit nerve wracking when you see teams just fucking shit the bed. Uh, that said, some of us had good weeks, others, not so much. Um, do you guys want to knock the Jags out of the way for Martin since he's not here? And we'll talk about, we'll, we'll go from there. So, yep, they're the ja- fit. The, <laughs> the Jags. Fit. The, sorry, the Jags are trying their best, according to Urban Meyer. That was his, <laughs> his entire statement was, no one will be trying their best like us. So you got that to hang your hat on, Mark. So, so Urban Meyer to USC over it's, under week four. It's crazy. He's only he's the third. He's only plus five hundred to be the first coach fired this year, which is hysterical. That's insane. Like the only people ahead of them, him is Matt Nagy, of course. And I think Zach Taylor, which that one surprised me a little bit because, like, he had Burrow, who had the ridiculous surgery last year. And this year, I like, I don't feel like there was a lot of expectations for the Bengals still this year. So, I mean, I have them winning the division, so my expectations are pretty high. I'll fire Zach Taylor. This, uh, 
I feel like this year for the Bengals is very much a get Joe Burrow right, get him comfortable yeah. again, and whatever happens, happens. And then next year is the big right. push. I think it's well, more just because there was so many new coaches this year that yeah. there's just less people to get fired. Right, but like, so that's why I'm confused. Why, like, I guess, or like, Urban Meyer might quit halfway Urban, through the yeah. season. He I, might be like, ah, this just isn't for me. I'd rather like eighteen to twenty-two year olds who I can just boss around and who like have to listen to me. Yeah. Um, but let what the I, let's the Broncos defense is fucking legitimate. Like, I'm not. Well, well you saying the again, Broncos are are good. I didn't listen. I said they were going to be. I, if you Guys, go back and listen, I said they were I, good. then again, Joe, also, they only played the Giants and they played the Jets. Yeah, I was going to say, let's all take a step back. The Broncos did play two. I also, teams. I also never really shit on their defense. I shit on their offense. So suck my dick. And Teddy Bridgewater has actually looked pretty good. I'm going to start him in fantasy next week, and that'll come back to bite me. So you know, yeah. if they didn't lose Jerry Judy, like that offense would be. I don't want to say scary. But it would be a very potent offense. But they're they're only from what it looks like they're losing him for four to six weeks. So this the front half of their schedule is still manageable without him. Yeah. Um. So it, it's not that they lost him for the full year. But, but I mean, if you have games that Sutton had, I mean, there, there's not much you need to worry about. But that's not going to happen all the time either. Problem is now Sutton's the only option. So yeah. now Sutton's just going to get that. Well, fan, they've Nick got fan. Fan, They've got Tim Patrick. They like I like I feel like the Broncos have have a bunch of really good two and three receivers. Like they needed like Sutton can be a one, but like I felt like he would he made an excellent two. At a boy, TJ is that TJ Hawkinson? Yes, it is. I hope so. Let's can fucking some, go. Can someone explain to me who made the Broncos schedule that they got to open up with the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets? That's just like, I don't. They, they're going to kill the Jets. They're yeah. literally going to kill the Jets. You know, it might be like a forty nothing game. Uh, when that. when were problems starting with Aaron Rodgers and and the Packers? Dude, they're gonna if they lose this game. No, no, Rodgers I'm talking. I'm talking about like them. Like, when did the, those problems start? Because the Broncos being heavily rumored for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and then man. giving him fucking cheesecake schedule to try to attract him. Somebody, yeah. somebody really wanted Aaron Rodgers on the Broncos. Oh yeah. Um, but for the like, so we were me and Frankie were talking about this before. Like, offensive rookie of the year is going to be really funny this year because like none of the rookie quarterbacks have looked good. Like Trevor Lawrence has looked okay, like stat wise, but even him, he's like thrown. Because behind Zach Wilson, he has the second most picks. Um, he has too he many. Has the, most the problem, touchdowns, I think, the problem is, is he has the second most picks, and like it, none of his touchdowns have been like good and touchdowns. When it, when it means anything, yeah, it's all like, oh, I'm down three scores already. Let me throw for a touchdown, yeah. or oh, I'm we we have no chance of winning this game. Let me throw for a touchdown. It's yeah. very much like he mm-hmm. puts himself out of the games before those touchdowns mean anything. Uh, that said. Offensive rookie of the year front runner is the one touchdown Mac Jones in my no, book. No, it's not. Mac yes, Jones is. is not. That's the thing. He has one Mac touchdown. Jones. Mac he's Jones. Like, and he hasn't looked good either. Mac anyway, Jones. He looks great. Another, he has as other. many yards. He has more yards. I think he has one less yard than Zach Wilson. No interceptions. That's your comparison. That's your comparison. Zach Wilson. And, bad. And more yards than Trevor Lawrence. Frankie, that's really sad that you just compared your quarterback to a Jets quarterback. Just let no, that no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not comparing them. I'm saying that his numbers are better because he has All right. zero interceptions. Let Let's get into it. The Jets are the worst this week. Now, I saying that 
if the Packers lose this game, they automatically go to the bottom, right? Yes, because again, no. it's against the Lions. It, against the Lions? It depends what the game de- looks like. It I depends think. on the game. One, because yeah. the Lions also, like, besides looking terrible in the first half, they had an, a tremendous second half. So yeah, the Lions – mm-hmm. Yeah, but was that a tremendous second half? I think that was, or was the that 49ers, 49ers pulling take, off. Like, it, letting go on the gas. I still think, like – if this ends up being a tight game and a, a highly contested game, I think they have the edge over the Jets. Yeah. All right. That being if, said, me, me and Frank played each other this week. Yeah. Jets got actually absolutely shit pumped. Um, Zach Wilson threw for Wilson four interceptions. Threw four picks. Two of them were right through Corey Davis's hands, so I will blame Corey Davis on the first two. The second two, I don't know where the fuck he was throwing it to. Um, the offensive line, of course, actually looked decent. Zach Wilson and just wasn't great. And the, it's rookie growing pain, so I get it. But uh, the Jets are going to be bad this year. I think um, it's I think it's really funny that last week I said, you know, when he actually had time to throw, he looked pretty good. Like, it's all about the offensive week. line. And then the offensive line, like, looked good this week. And just immediately he regressed. Oh, I love it. It's also just I knew this was coming with Bill Belichick and – Rookie quarterbacks, he just destroys rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I did not expect anything different. Um, because that game, what's funny is the game was really close <laughs> up until like the second half. Like the first half, it was very close. It was a one score game the whole time. It's called taking your foot off the gas when you uh, know you got it. What? Listen, why are we going to run our defense and run our offense into the dirt? When well, we your offense just wasn't doing anything in the first Because we were cruising, baby. We knew you what we were. You scored we 10 were, points. We were cruising to a victory. I didn't say the we were cruising. We were not cruising offensively. We were cruising to a victory. You yeah. put that shit on cruise control. Even if you put it on cruise control and you're only going 40, it's still on cruise control. Like, I all think right, so Frankie just sounds like a confused Patriots fan because he thinks they're still supposed to be good, but they're not. They're, they're not. Like, <laughs> I, I like, watched them last year and they weren't good. I know. I, like, I their, defense, their defense is good yeah it's like, their defense their offense they have all their players back good. their offense no. is not good the between like i don't think i saw any of the tight ends i was excited about them signing i don't think i saw any of them play i still have in two weeks <laughs> i i haven't heard fucking no, uh, henry had a third down catch yesterday i haven't heard i it must have been like the one time i looked away from a screen because i haven't heard hunter henry's name uh the other fucking tight end that we signed i have i can't even remember Smith. Johnny Smith, uh, I saw his name when I was drafting for one of my fantasy leagues, and that's the last time I saw his name. <laughs> uh, it, it's literally the only p- names I hear are James White and Damian Harris. Thankfully, I didn't hear Damian Harris fumble this week because uh, we should be 2-0, by the way. But, yeah, like – The other wide receiver it, where I just think that he's just overrated is Nelson Aguilar, too. I, yeah, like, I mean, he's I not supposed to be like he's not supposed to be a number one. Like he's supposed to be no, a agree, number but, three or a number four on a team. But on the Pats, he like, might be our number one. <laughs> but on the Pats, though, your number ones are your are your running backs that are really receiving the ball. Then it should be your tight ends who really have been non-existent. And then you sometimes have wide receivers you throw out there. There's a reason that Matt Jones only has one touchdown throw on the year so far. It's because there's no place to throw. You need to rely on those running backs. Uh, that said, to be one and one when you have one touchdown on the year from your rookie quarterback, it could be worse. It could definitely be better, but it could be worse. 
It could be the Jets. Um, so do we want to? So who's who's third? Diego's third, as in like fourth. Third, I mean, it's so, right in the okay. middle. So who's, so oh, who, yeah, okay. So who's? So who? Okay, it's so, so it's, it's Jets, Jags, the Jets, no, Jags. Jags. I mean, Packers are looking like they're going to be in that spot. We, Packers, we can't tell. <laughs> Choose your own adventure, everybody. If the Packers lose this game, I say they're last. If they win this game, they're third. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I'm not going to put them behind the Jets though, unless they get walloped by the Lions. I'm putting them behind the Jets if they lose <laughs> the Lions. Vos is just trying to get points because we decided we're playing a game with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we're actually keeping track of this stupid shit. Did you, right, did you write down? Did you write down last week? I have to go through. I'm just going to go through the podcast again and gotcha. write everything down. Good luck with that. <laughs> Fine, Joe. Uh, Tell me why the Giants are not the worst coach team in the NFL. Tell you why? Yeah. Oh. Fucking random music just came up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Um, looking the at this game. Music? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe, no, no, Joe. I, I had ESPN app open on the laptop, and then one of those like videos on the side went up. A, but joke, um, if, if I'm looking from the back. Wait, 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 Joe. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Laptop? Desktop. Okay, because I got real confused that you had a laptop open and you still were sitting in that room. No. Voza, set him up again. All right. Joe, tell me why the Giants are not the worst coach team in the NFL. The referees. Oh, I didn't mute him fast enough. I didn't mute him fast enough. I didn't mute him fast enough. God damn it. The referee one mistake the whole night, and yes, and it that's cost the, you the big, game. It <laughs> does. I mean, yes. even when they all after the game report that he didn't go off sides, I give Lawrence benefit, not benefit, but at least Lawrence like was like, hey, like regardless, like I need to be better in that situation. It's a game winning situation. Like I can't be. I, I need to be mentally there in order to get it all figured out. Jones shockingly did well. I mean, that's also saying because he didn't turn the ball over. Um, him just rushing. I mean, he just realized what he had to do with the with the Washington football team um, of knowing that, hey, if he if he saw that coverage was broken, like roll out to the left or to the right and, and get yards. So I think Jones did a really good job of reading the game and seeing what options he was there, but not trying to force things. But it's also minor things that don't really come into consideration until the end. So the second quarter, for instance, when Daniel Jones had that touchdown run, and then it got called back because I think it was Board who who um, mm-hmm. had a holding call, and they had to settle for a field goal. So it's all these areas where you're you're leaving points on the board. And I think we talked about this last week on the Cowboys, where like you're lo- leaving points on the board with all the field goals that you miss. So like anytime you, you're leaving points out, it's not good. Um, there was also some other plays that should have been completed. I mean, Darius Slayton had that wide open run or yeah, the wide touchdown. open route to get the touchdown. And I think that's Slayton's fault, but I mean, looking at a couple of reports, everyone's saying that it's Jones for not no, hitting him, but you can't you blame catch Jones for that. Like this, like Daniel Jones was fine on, uh, on Sunday. Like he, there was no problem with Daniel on Thursday. There was no problem with Daniel Jones. Darius Slayton needs to come out down with that ball. That's a full touchdown. Like Darius Slayton is the problem. My problem with the giants is Mr. Jason Garrett. Saquon Barkley had a total of 50 rushing yards and 41 of them came on one run. One run. And Saquon had the 40 – and I, I was texting you guys this. like Saquon has the 41-yard run 
to set them in the red zone, and he doesn't touch the ball again. Like, They're being too scared of playing him, and that it comes to a point where, like, I get it. You need to ease him in, but you also need to pick and choose the moments where you need him in the backfield. And I agree. On when he broke out for that run, you got to leave him in there unless he has a reason or he's asking to be taken out. Like, you need to leave him in there and know that that threat is out there for Washington to have to figure out: Is it going to be the run by Barkley? Is Jones going to roll out if there's an opening? Is there going to be Slade and Galladay? So I agree with you there. I think one thing that was impressive, even though it may not seem like it, is our offensive line was in shambles and we had made a lot of changes to the offensive line. Yes, we gave up four sacks, but for the most part, with all the moves that they made to hold up against Washington and put up the amount of points they did, it's still something to consider that, okay, like they they were able to formulate a team that was able to be competitive throughout it all. What pisses me off is like also off-field shit. So Tony, for instance, needs to shut the fuck up about how he's bitching and complaining about um, his like cryptic Instagram post that he had where he was like, shit, just be lame to me because he hasn't been included into the offensive plays. But it's like when we have Darius Slayton, you have Sterling Shepard, you have Barkley Booker, um, who else am I missing? Galladay, like you're going to have Evan Ingram coming back like he's not going to be the top option. So he has to understand, like, he's not going to be on in so many plays. Um, also, what has he done to, like, nothing? He's had two catches for negative yards. Like, yeah, he, like hasn't, he hasn't done also, shit. Also, Kenny Gaudet can't be bitching out to Andrew Jones on the sideline, though. Well, they're saying that's, it wasn't to Daniel Jones. It was to Jason Garrett is what they're saying. But I don't right, know how. That's fair. Uh, new that's favorite fine. player, Kenny Gaudet. If Kenny Gaudet is <laughs> bitching out Jason Garrett, totally acceptable. I think I saw something that was Jason Garrett, not Daniel Jones, that he was bitching at. That's acceptable, then. Will Jason Garrett get fired this year? Yes, has to. Has to. Yeah, you guys really don't know Jason Garrett too well. <laughs> Does a good job sticking around for years after the fact. Yeah. Wait, are I we mean, talking about are we talking about Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman? Or are we talking yeah. about who are we talking about? Uh, might as well I be mean, the same like, person. Overall, I mean, it, it's a different. Are they better? I think they are better than last week on what they showed in when yep. when you look at certain aspects of their game. I think offensively they did better when they probably shouldn't have with all the injuries and all of the changes that they had to their offensive line. You let Taylor Heineke throw for three. I know, yards. but I said offensively is what I was talking about first. Defensively is where we fucked up. I think what was also an issue is I think we were up six in the fourth quarter and they gave up that big McKissick catch. Um, that led to the touchdown and being up by one, like in those, and this is the problem that they had with the Broncos is that they kept on allowing them to extend the series. They kept on letting them extend these third and longs or have the fourth down conversions. Like besides, I think what, I think Bradbury had gotten a, did he even get an, um, he had the uh, interception. Yeah. But he was getting picked on all day. Exactly. Like, there, there's little glimpses of it, but I think when, when judging both sides of the ball, I think we did better offensively in this game where the defense needed to step up a little bit more because we knew if we're putting points on the board, this is not an easy team to put points up on the board on. I think what was fucking scared, not scary, but just seeing how crazy of an athlete he is. You saw the clip of when Barkley went on that long run and chase young, literally going toe for toe with him. Like the dude is just on a different level of, of athleticism. So, you know, who's scary, scary motherfucking Terry. He is my favorite wide receiver in this league right now. He's the next Allen Robinson in that they just don't want to give him a quarterback because I can't imagine what he would do with a real quarterback. Like, if Allen Robinson ever gets to play with a real quarterback, 
look out. Justin Fields. And then, yeah, okay. Justin Fields looked like shit when He's he came in because he wasn't supposed to play it. Oh yeah, there you go, Frankie. Another Aaron jo- Rodgers, Aaron Jones touchdown. Let's go. It's perfecto. Let's so, go. Joe, if the Giants lose to the Falcons next week, how worried are you? Yeah, it's it's time to start worrying if they lose <laughs> okay, to the Falcons. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair because I would have I would have thought that we should be we should have been one and two after the three games. Yeah. But I thought with the way that we've played, I thought there was a chance that we can sneak one against the Broncos at home because I wasn't sure how Bridgewater was going to do. Um, I don't know how he was going to do on the road. I know how he was going to do in, in, in that new team. But with the way they played Washington, I just think what, what made it so tough is that I was just anticipating, like, yes, they're going to win this game. And then, of course, we lose. So, like, I, I agree. We need to beat the Falcons. I don't even know. Are we home? I don't even know if we're home or away for that game. I'm assuming uh, we're away. Uh, have you played home yet? Yes, you played. We played home for week one. Week one. Uh, I don't know if Atlanta was home week one. I don't know. Both of you. Um, regardless, though, I think we should. I, I think you what was nice is. Yeah. yeah. They we'll take them in Survivor. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm taking uh, the Broncos and Survivor probably this week. You know, you save the Giants for the Jets. When... The Jets have to go out to Denver. Yeah, thank you. Oh God, <laughs> you save the Giants for Week 17 or Week 18 when they're playing like the Eagles and the Eagles aren't starting anybody because they're the only team, like, they made the playoffs already. <laughs> That's when you take the Giants. Oh, Lord. There's a couple of good Survivor picks for next week. All right, let's argue. This is how we're going to do it. The two of you are going to make your cases to me and Joe, and me and Joe are going to vote. Well, uh, Tony, do you want to talk about the, the Cowboys first? I can do whatever you want. You want to talk so, about the Cowboys first? Talk about the Cowboys first. All right, I think the Cowboys proved that everyone fucking overreacted week one where he said that Elliot was non-existent, the running game was non-existent, and all of that. Uh, Pollard looked unbelievable. I was going to say, uh, Tony Pollard looked fucking awesome. Yeah, but I actually, because I was at my cousin's house, and he was saying, he's like, oh, Pollard should be your starter. But Pollard is literally, like, great at what he does, and that needs to be it. Like, if Pollard's a starting running back, I think he's just going to get demolished, and he wouldn't be able to do what he's doing. Um, offense looked pretty good. They just couldn't score early on, which seemed very strange to me, um, especially since they said they'd have the top five offense. I did see a lot of signs of promise from the defense, which I was kind of happy about. They're still forcing turnovers. I know it's only been two weeks, but the fact that they're actually getting other teams to turn the ball over is something the Cowboys have literally not done in like 10 years. So I thought that was promising. They still played a San Diego, San Diego team. Wow. An LA Chargers team that, was on the road that I think has playoff aspirations. And honestly, I think they could be a playoff team. So these are the games that the Cowboys need to win if they basically want to win the division. I know the game was close. It could have, they should have probably won by more. Mike McCarthy did his best to fuck up at the end of the game because he, the clock apparently turned off. And for some reason, nobody else keeps track of those types of things. Um, and yeah, and somehow Greg Zerling actually hit a 56 yard field goal in the game, even though I was screaming at the television, I'm like the uh, freaking lunatic. But I mean, that was really it. I feel like the game, like it was kind of boring. Like there really wasn't anything to it. It just kind of like was a game that was happening. The only fun thing that I did notice, this was the first game in NFL history that at halftime, the score was 14, 11. It's never happened before. Hmm. That's really it. Scoregami on the halftime. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I just think beating LA on the road is better than whatever the Patriots did. Frank? Fuck you guys. The Patriots won, and they won handily. <laughs> yeah, we already talked about the Jets Patriots. Uh, I'm going to say the Chargers, the Cowboys should be number one this week just because, one, you guys beat the Jets. Fuck off, Frank. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, um, your defense actually looked good. Again, I don't know if that's because the ghost of Anthony Lynn is still coaching uh, <laughs> the Chargers offense. Um, I wouldn't talk shit about Anthony Lynn as he marches up the field against he's Green marching Bay. marching up the field again <laughs> against Green Bay? Jesus Christ. I think that's more of a product of Green Bay. It, it um, totally is, but don't talk shit while he's doing work. <laughs> yeah. And but, Micah uh, Parsons looks legit. That's He's like definitely an important piece of that. That the defense. only other thing I'm going to say is the Chargers probably should have won that game. I feel like the Cowboys got a lot of fucking benefits of the, of the calls. If they were in Dallas, I would have said it's home cooking, uh, but they were in SoFi, so um, can't say that. But that one where Herbert was deemed in the ground when he was backpedaling uh, and threw the ball away, that one was crazy. The, the, didn't, he, the what, didn't Herbert get called for like didn't he get called for uh, a fumble when his arm was like clearly moving forward in like a throwing motion? Week uh, one, also was yeah, that Herbert? Week one, yes, week one. So, yeah. does do they just not like fucking uh, Justin Herbert? Maybe I don't know. It was it was definitely weird. I agree with you, Bozen. Some things did go the Cowboys' way, but I'm also not used to that ever happening. So I'm going to take it when it happens. Fair enough. Uh, um, I will concede this this number one spot to Tony because. I kind of just like was bluffing that I was going to actually argue. Oh, I haven't, I haven't gone yet. Hey, Joe. You're an idiot. Well, I no. mean, I, I never said I was okay. going to defend you. I yeah, mean, no, you just got to win unless we talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because like the Giants should be number two. <laughs> no, um, the thing with the Cowboys. Well, I, I think I defended you last week on this one, Balada, because with Elliot, it made sense yes. why he wasn't involved in the offensive play. So yeah, you yeah. did, you did get to see that. But, I mean, if you get Pollard to do even, like, half of this, like, you're going to be happy just on a production level. I think what's interesting is will he be more involved because with Michael Gallup out? And I think that was something to consider is that how is his – not reps, but how is he going to be looked at now offensively going forward? And if it's anything like a fraction of this or even, like, a portion of it, it's going to be helpful at least to give Dak another option. Um, I think think, – I'm going to tell you – a fraction and a portion are the same thing. I know, but you know, we have to <laughs> say to things not always the same because that is a problem I do as I use the same words. But anyway, uh, I think where you're lucky as a Cowboys fan is you did come off to an early start because after the first quarter, I think you were up by two touchdowns or it was like 14 3. Mm-hmm. With how the Chargers are offensively, and especially because it was a, a road game, you worry about them creeping back, which they did. So I think what's what you have to be thankful for is that against this team on any other week, they probably make the complete comeback and beat you at home. So agree, it's a it's a, a team that you would probably consider, or a lot of us would consider a playoff contending team where you get a win against where the Patriots just beat the Jets, where we all know aren't in contention for the playoffs. So yes, it's week two. Who knows what happens week 15 if we say the same thing of how the Chargers and the Jets team is, but based on who they have on a personnel perspective, I think the Cowboys win was more impressive going to LA, taking this win um, and moving on for the next week. Tony, how bad is Amari Cooper's injury? I was actually just looking at that before because I realized I like never saw anything uh, as to how long he would be out. It sounded like he's definitely out this week, I think. 
That's not great. They're like saying we'll see when like they're doing the whole we'll see approach, but he's got bruised ribs. I I don't know if he'll play. Or he might play and just like be a decoy all day. He's done that in the past. Like he just fights his way onto the field and then he kind of just Yeah. Bruised ribs is a good don't throw to me injury, but yeah. I could I could run around injury. Yeah. Jason um, Witten used to do that shit with like broken ribs. I love Jason Witten. <laughs> Yeah, like I was saying, uh, I'm conceding to Tony because, I mean, finishing second both weeks really makes me happy. I think it also that, makes me realize how terrible our teams are. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, when Mac Jones starts throwing for touchdowns, though, you all could go fuck yourself because then I'm really going to fight. <laughs> all right, so if he throws one every two games, we only have to deal with it. One every two games gets me about – Eight, listen, eight touchdowns and, and no picks is a pretty good, pretty oh, good yeah. run for a rookie. Fucking fantastic. A hundred percent. That's 100%. the equivalent of like a, a 250 hitter in baseball with a home run. Like that's it. <laughs> no. Yes. That's the equivalent of like a 200 hitter with like 15 home runs and like 45 RBI. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, so. From we'll go top to bottom: Cowboys, Patriots. Depending pro- on this game, probably not. I'm not going to say it. I'm not <laughs> saying it because I have a dumb be, question. Trailing going into half. Okay, so okay, Moses Cal- said he has the Packers going last. If the Jets, they shouldn't go last. No, but I'm I'm agreeing with you. But what about Joe? Because then that's going to be the whole. Then we have to figure out where they actually are going to go. Well, okay. It's so right now. It's no, we're, we'll probably get outvoted because Steve will vote with the Packers. Oh, that's for, true. Okay. So it's, I know it's, I'm losing. It's Cowboys, Patriots, uh, Giants, Jaguars, Jets, Packers to be determined. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. We'll uh, decide this uh, offline. Yeah, yes. We'll, we'll recap next week. Is, yep, that, yep. is that the same as it was last week? No. No, because the Jets were third last week. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. All right, so yeah, that'll do it for football. Uh, Do you want to do that? Oh, yeah, let's talk about uh, other stuff that we wanted to talk, like a positive and a negative. Joe's back anyway, so that's good. This uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, my wife's homemade cookies and Google. Are we really giving Google free ads? Like they can afford to give us some money. Yeah, we said Joe gets fired because he said our podcast is sponsored by Google and we've just been cursing <laughs> up a storm. I'm not even going to edit out the next time I use a C-bomb just to get to, uh, to get Joe in trouble. I got to give, uh, give Frankie some work to do. Oh, my God. 87 <laughs> almost just made the crazy uh, Cephas. Almost yeah. made a ridiculous Cephas. catch. Cephas, who, like, sh- he shouldn't be good at all, but, like, is also, like, kind of awesome. I want him to be good because of his name. Uh, he has the best name. All right. Who wants to go first? You want to do positive? All I'll, positives, do, or? I'll do my positive first. Uh, yeah, let's do all the positives. I'm swerving. outside. I'm not doing uh, how Gronk is great again. I'm going to do how my goddamn Oakland Raiders. Oakland. Oh, Dude, my we o- suck. My Oakland Oakland Raiders, I was, I was doing Diego Chargers. I was doing it on purpose. My Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas oh, God. are 2-0 against the Ravens on Monday Night Football and the Steelers, and they beat the Steelers good. Like, it wasn't like a close game. They beat the Steelers good. 
guys, I'm telling you, good teams win, great teams cover. And really great teams win outright. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's go Ravens. So 2 and 15 now? Yeah, 2 and 15 now after that? All I'm saying is when we were doing our pregame, our, our preseason rankings and like who's making the playoffs, I really wanted to not go Chargers and go Raiders. And it's looking like I might have been right. I didn't say it, so it's not in stone. But I really, you know, I would have done it. You know, I would have done it if I didn't second guess myself. Uh, let's go Raiders. That's my positive is that they're actually good. Let's go Derek Carr and uh, and Waller. And, and that defense is fun. Let's go. Packers called the timeout on the missed field goal, of course, and then he hits it. <laughs> Fucking hysterical. That just uh, gave Joe flashbacks. I could, I could go next. Uh, my positive is that Sam Darnold's the real fucking deal, and it's going to be <laughs> so goddamn funny when he has over the 22 and a half touchdowns or whatever nonsense prop that I put in before the season. It's going to be hysterical when the Jets just sit there and watch Sam Darnold in the playoffs. Mm. Now, now I just want to bump the Panthers into the playoffs at this point. Um, and yeah, and they beat a Saints team that was coming in hot after last week. So shout out Sam Darnold. No ghosts in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Joe, you go. Um, it's a split on why I'm giving it this one for the positive. It's both Lamar Jackson and Harbaugh going on it for that fourth down to not give Kansas City the ball. I think a lot of other teams are thinking, well, yeah, I'll, I'll go into that later. But it's a lot of teams thinking that in that position, you're most likely better off just punting the ball and putting them in their own 10 and letting them go down the field in less than a minute. Whereas they're they're thinking, look, we've seen Mahomes come down the field many times with less time on the clock. Let's put this in our hands and win the game rather than giving them a chance to win the game. So They lose that game if they punt that ball. I agree. They, they lose that game. It reminded me also of when they went for it against the Seattle game too. And what was impressive, and you really didn't know it, but I did see it while watching the game last night. You see on the sideline Harbaugh saying, like, do you want to go for it? Like, you see him wording it, and Lamar was like, yes, I want to go for it. But then they dive in deeper about how – Harbaugh was like, this is Lamar's call. Like, if he didn't want to go for it, we were going to punt. But because he wanted to go for it, he was like, I'm going to dive. I'm going to scramble. Like, whatever I need to do, like, I'm going to get the first down. So it, they should have never been in that position to have to to win the game. But when they got that opportunity, you have to go for it on that fourth down uh, conversion. Um, my positive is going to build off of last week. Kyler Murray for MVP, y'all part two. I knew that was coming. I was, I was, cons- I was considering cutting you off and doing that as my negative. <laughs> Yo, I got to say. Kyler Murray is good, so Vosa's going to be bad. <laughs> Listen, he looked great, but the fact that the Vikings almost beat them was infuriating. So stupid. Vikings so fucking suck. stupid, man. But, um, I have a question yeah. for you, Tony. Do you really think he didn't know about Baby Yoda when he did that in the t- in the end zone? What did he do? I didn't see it. He did the Baby Yoda pose when he had the touchdown, when he scrambled in for like 18-yard touchdown. Baby Yoda pose. He sat down like Indian style and went like this, and there was all the memes with him and Baby Yoda. That's so funny. <laughs> People are really calling that the Baby Yoda pose? Yeah. I thought he had like a cup of soup. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that the Baby, baby Yoda, Yoda pose. for me. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been saying that and all the shit that he gave Chandler Jones, and Chandler Jones was calling him Baby Yoda. Oh, uh, I don't. I'm just calling him the MVP. 
Man is on fire. Um, I'll do my negative um, from here. Fuck, wait, I had my negative. Uh-oh. <laughs> I forgot. Nice. Oh, uh, the, the Seahawks uh, <laughs> with the ultimate collapse, 23 to 9 at halftime. And we're a Titans podcast, so I'm very grateful for it. Um, just completely, I feel like this is a Seahawks thing. Like, they just shut down their offense. Where the fuck was it the rest of the game? Dude, they I put don't up know. Six, seven points, and that was it. Well, they put up six points, whatever it was, because I think it was 24 to nine, and they missed the free, the uh, extra point in um, for one of the touchdowns. Like, you can't lose that game. You, Derrick Henry was a monster, but you can't lose that game if you're Seattle. Especially that, really like, especially in that division. And especially after like six quarters of the Titans not looking like the Titans because it, it took like till the second half for Derrick Henry to turn it right. on. And um, obviously he wasn't just, huge last week. Also, though, building on the negative, um, I don't know if you guys saw it, the Julio Jones touchdown that they called not a touchdown. Um, did the MLB umpires take over for the NFL refs? Not yes. going to lie. In the back of the end zone, right? Not yeah. going to lie. Falling back. Benched him last you. week. Benched him, benched him for this week. So I was kind of happy that got called back because he would have been way above, like, by far my best wide receiver in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was bad. But those are my that's my negative. Um, I have a funny one before I do my negative because I just spaced on my negative. Uh, it is kind of funny that Carson Wentz sprained both his ankles. Oh my god! Um, because it's like no matter what, he can't get out of his own way. So now he's got two sprained ankles. And the funny part of it, it's not it's not funny that he got hurt. It's not funny when a guy gets hurt. But it was funny because when they asked him about it, I think they asked him about it after the game. He was like, no, they're definitely not broken. I think it's they're both sprained. <laughs> like he, he's so used to getting hurt. He was like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll, this is a couple of weeks, not a whole year. Um, and come back to me because I forgot my negative. <laughs> I forgot I can, where I was going with it. I can do my negative. Huh, before you do your negative, Carson Wentz also, like I'm hating that he keeps getting hurt at this point. Because now I feel like for the next, like, 10 years, I'm just going to have to hear people say, if Carson Wentz stayed healthy, he would have been a top-five quarterback in the NFL, and I'm tired of it. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, the negative is the Dolphins, once Tua got, went down with the injury, they just looked absolutely terrible with uh, Jacoby Brissett under center. So who knows how this Dolphins team is going to look, and I think that's going to be very interesting. Um, what they're going to do over these next couple weeks. Who stole my negative? Huh. Uh, want, want me to give you one? Clyde Edwards Blair fumbling the ball less than a minute. No, nah, I don't Kansas care. City game. I don't care about that. Hold on, let me think. I do recall saying, though, that uh, as much as I like to, that Cam Newton was going to end up the quarterback the Dolphins next year, I think it's going to end up this year. But other negatives, let's think about that. Oh, um, I'm a little bit disappointed that Joe Burrow played like who and turned the ball over a number of times because this is actually going to go hand in hand. Why the Bears decide like that they want to hurt me even when I want them to lose, that they decided to beat the team that I said would make the playoffs is kind of (laughs) weird. That's it. Um, So my negative, since I can't remember the one I was going to do, 
is kind of not a negative because I am kind of excited about it, but also like, you know, it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks when it finally does. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is like great again. And you know, that's going to come fuck me like real hard. Like it's going to be great for fantasy and then come playoff time. Like we're going to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be uh Patriots bucks. And then Gronkowski's going to, you know, catch for four touchdowns. So yeah, that's my, Kind of negative, sort of, sort of, kind of negative. Everybody's muted except for me. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to munch on chocolate chip cookies our in picks. the mic. I'm finishing up our picks. I know. Yeah, I, I had to play the podcast back because I'm trying to find what mine was. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of mine and I can't remember them. I think I had uh No, you dummies. I'm literally doing it. Don't worry. Just keep going. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. That's why I'm, do you I'm not up. see me writing them on the side? Dude, no. I'm not even paying attention. I'm leaving this in. Uh, all right. Okay. That'll, do, that'll do it for football this week. You know we're going to talk about it again a little bit when it comes to The Wizard of Oz. Uh, but let's move on to soccer. But. Joseph, what happened in soccer this week? Because I don't really want to talk about it. To be well, honest. we're gonna we're gonna get to you. Fine. Don't worry about that. We'll Bullshit. we'll get there in a second. But no, so we had Champions League and Europa that came back. Um, it's so nice to have all this soccer back. It is fucking wonderful. As much as people on this podcast don't always like it as much as myself and Steve talk about it. I am but just to highlight, by the way, for for the fans at home. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so we had Champions League. Um, Chelsea, they ended up winning one nothing um, in their matchup. Lukaku has been on fire, just scoring on all cylinders. So very happy with how they've been playing. The worry that we've had with our team is Nicole Conte. Um, we've been easing him back in, and he ended up playing in the second half in our Premier League game. Um, but it just shows you that the depth that we have has been absolutely amazing. I think the other... Two interesting matchups or the two interesting games that happened on the earlier slate or the Tuesday game. You had the um, the rematch with Bayern Munich against Barcelona. And the last time they played, Bayern smacked them eight to nothing. Um, it wasn't that bad, um, but Bayern it ended was up. Bad. It, it was still bad, but it wasn't as bad as eight nothing. Bayern ended up winning three nothing away against Barcelona. It's you Barcelona, I mean, they even tied against Granada today. They're just not the same team um, that they had been, and it just shows you how one player can really make a difference. But they've also gotten rid of Griezmann, which was, I think, a bad move on their part to send them over to um, Atletico Madrid. Um, the other interesting game on the Tuesday was Man United uh, ended up losing against uh, the Young Boys 2-1. Uh, to one. It's not one that you thought they would have lost. There was an away game. Ronaldo started off and scored an early goal for them. But then there was a straight red card uh, to Juan Basaka. And the young boys ended up scoring two goals in the second half. Um, the, the second goal was actually with a, a U.S. men's national team player um, who scored in the 96th minute. So it's just Man United. Course, it's like they're, they're seeing this that. happen all over again where they're probably going to go back down to Europa and, and they're not happy about it. But uh, looking at the games on the Wednesday, I mean, pretty much every team that you thought was going to win won. I think the only interesting thing was PSG ended up tying 1-1. Um, so that was another one where you thought they were going to have the win there. 
but um, Champions League was great. Um, Frankie, want to pass it over to you for Europa because I know your boys, the Hammers, they had a game on Thursday away. Yes. Uh, so Thursday we ended up when I who did we play? We played one of the Dynamos. Dynamo Zagreb. Yeah, Dynamos Zagreb. Yes. Give me one second. Hold on. I want to. I wanted to pull it up, and I was working on pulling it up as you threw it to me. To give me well, as you do that, just some other games that were like highlights yeah, yeah. of, of results. Um, Leicester City against Napoli, like Leicester just completely broke apart in that game. So Leicester was playing at home. They were up to nothing. And then Napoli just ended up scoring two goals against them. You can say that Leicester should have been up three nothing. There was a goal that they had gotten called back, though. Um, but Napoli just pushing through it and still getting a point was huge. Um, they ended up getting a red card Lester at the end. I think it was uh, needy who got it. So he'll be out in the next Europa game. Um, but overall, I know Leverkusen won. I know Vosa, you were sweating that Celtic Real Betis game. Oh, I so can't much. Believe, I cannot believe Sevilla. Uh, Sevilla. Uh, Betis, like, Goes down to nothing and then literally goes ties it within thirty seconds of that. It was fucking ridiculous that game. Um, yeah. No, I was more pissed off at the Benfica game. Uh, I thought you were going to say the Lazio game. No, nah, I don't know. I'm an AC Milan fan. I can't yeah, but the own goal though. <laughs> oh, all right. Like Frank, Tony, if you guys want to see the funniest <laughs> goal ever, go look up Lazio versus who were they playing? Joe Galat Galata. Uh, it's a Turkish team. Galatasaray. Look up Lazio own goal Europa League. The goalie literally volleyballed the ball into the net. Like it was, it's the funniest fucking thing ever. I'm actually going to do that right now. Was it four days ago? Yes. Yeah. Is, and is this the worst own goal ever? Yes. Yeah. And Lazio <laughs> lost. Oh, oh, and now I got to look it up. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. It was bad. Uh, uh, are, are there games tomorrow, Jeff? Um, Champions League? Yeah, there should right. be. Yeah. Also, for those of you who don't, the Golasso show is probably one of the best shows ever on CBS. Um, oh, no, it's next week. My bad. It's not this week? No. It's next week. Oh, no. The still image is bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's What the <laughs> totally... fuck was that? I'm telling you, it's the worst known goal I've ever seen before. Dude, he literally looked like he went up for an alley. Yeah. And he tapped it into his own net. What a dork. It's like, and they lost one nothing. Joe, were they home? I can't remember. Uh, no, not Lazio was away. Oh, they're lucky that wasn't an away goal. But, well, yeah. I, I don't know if Europa's going away from it, but I know um, Champions League is going to be going away from like the away goals weighing out more. Good, because it, that's it's stupid. I it's have a dumb question fun. about soccer. Mm, it's really it dumb. About, right? It's a really, really dumb question. Though. Okay. Okay. Are they allowed to catch it, like, inside of the white line? Which inside? white line are you talking like, about? Like, the one in the goal. So, like, let's say... Who, he who, are, you, who are you talking the about? The, as okay. long as so, the like, ball... If he caught that ball, he was basically going to land inside of the net anyway. Tony, so, it's like, have been a goal. It's like... Well, you don't understand hockey either. Fuck. Um, it's not like football where all the ball has to do is touch the line. The whole... Yeah. There needs to be clearance between the white line and the ball. So there needs to be space. So if the ball is like halfway over the line, yeah. the goalie pulls it back, it's not a goal. 
Yeah, as if the ball crosses the line completely, then it's a goal. So what you'll see sometimes with goalies is um, even when they're about to go out of bounds, like their body will go out of bounds, but they'll keep the ball so that it doesn't cross the end I was going to say, because um, not for anything, if he actually caught that ball like it looks like he tried to do, they would have he would have landed inside the goal. Right, but the ball wouldn't have gone fully over, which he would have been okay. Yeah, you'll see sometimes where like the goalie's like body is like inside or past the line, but as long as the ball doesn't cross the line, it's not a goal. It's the same it's, thing. It's, it's the, the same thing without thing. a bounce. Like, yeah, if right. the ball can be on the line and it's still in play, the ball needs to be fully across the line for it to be out of bounds. That confused me when I first like started actually paying attention. It confused me so much because every time somebody would be going up the sideline. And like the ball would be on the line. I'd be like, that's out of bounds. What do we do? What do, do uh, he, does he have to touch it for it to be out? And then it finally like clicked. Oh, there needs to be space. Yeah. It's a, I always, I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it with soccer with that. Like we're just so used to the other way though. That's yeah, why with all with, the American with basketball sports. and football, we're so used to like, if the ball, if you're out of bounds, like it doesn't, if you touch the ball, the ball is out of bounds. If a blade of grass with white paint right. on it touches your ankle, you're out of bounds. You're out. Yeah. So maybe it's because it's called the out of bounds line in every goddamn league, including soccer. And soccer treats it like an inbounds line. We do everything. Yeah, I don't know. But in basketball, they call it inbounding the ball. Inbounding it from out of bounds. No, it, they but don't it's stand in, on the line. It is. And it's inbounding the ball because you're putting it back in bounds. Right. Yeah. OK, that's fair. I don't know. Can we talk about West Ham so I can get it over with? Yeah, well, this is the good part with West Ham. So, uh, Dinamo Zagreb lost 2-0 to my beloved Hammers. Um, Mikel Antonio looked great because he actually got to play because, you know, it's not Premier League. Uh, So, he scored. And then Declan Rice had maybe one of my favorite goals that I've seen West Ham score where he took it from, like, West Ham side of the field all the ways by himself and put one in the back of the net, like just turned it on. He had, he had help too. Like Antonio was there for help and Declan Rice was just like, Nope, I got this and motored it up the field by himself, put it right in the back of the net. We won that game two nothing. Very good. Great way to start Europa. Uh, it's the, I believe it's West Ham's first ever Europa league game. So that's how you start. That's how you want to start. Uh, that said. Wait, wait, before you even say that, I will give credit. I actually really like this lineup that they had out for Europa League. Yes. I think it's something where I know we saw uh, Velasic coming in, like in the substitution, but having him and Kurt Zuma is really great additions to West Ham, especially with the amount of additional games you're going to be playing. I, I'm very impressed with the both of them so far. Uh Granted, it has been very small sample size for both of them, but you know, we'll we'll see as things go on. I will start to get mad. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that I feel like Craig Dawson has been a very good part of this team for the last year. So him getting bumped for Zuma kind of sucks, but I mean that's because they play the same position, so you kind of have to. Bump Dawson, especially Zuma was the big signing. Um, it is nice knowing that you have a guy like that, though, that could probably fill in pretty much anywhere in the backfield to uh, to come in if, God forbid, somebody gets hurt or if you want to give some uh, 
some of the players a little bit of time to relax. Like, you know, you're winning a game and you want to bring him on. That is a nice, like, back pocket thing instead of him playing all the time because he played, like, I think he started every game and played every minute of every game for, like, the last whatever games that, that he was in the lineup last year. So it's nice having Dawson for depth. Did you want to lead into talking about West Ham for Premier League, or you want me to walk around some other teams in action uh, that happened? I could go right into it. Uh, so West Ham, jumping back to the Premier League, West Ham played Manchester United, and it didn't go as well as I hoped. Granted, I didn't think it was going to go that well, but, uh, you know, we jumped out to the early lead. Uh, ben Rama scored, which, you know, I'm a big Ben Rama guy. Very happy to see him scoring. Very happy to see him actually getting out there, putting it in, putting it in the net. Because, like I said, it took until like the last game last year. He became such a big part of the team, and then it took him all year to actually score. So to see him, I think he's got three or four goals already this early in the season. Like means that it's finally clicking, and now he he's like firing on all cylinders. And that's going to be a guy that's going to be very important as we go forward, especially with the, all the extra games that we have. Um, that said, we scored, he scored in like the 30th minute, a couple of minutes later, Ronaldo scored. Cause of course he did. Cause fuck my life. Um, so Ronaldo scores. And then, you know, we hung in there for a while. Looked like it was going to be a draw somewhere in like the 80th. It was around the 80th minute, maybe a little bit later. Uh, our dear friend Jesse Lingard came on for Manchester United and he scored to put them up two to one, uh, which, which hurts. Cause you know, if you've been following my West Ham uh, fandom, I'm a big Jesse Lingard fan. I think he should be back with us, but of course, Manchester United is a bunch of selfish little bitches. And I told you that Jesse Lingard was going to be the reason that we lost this game, and clearly he was. I'm surprised he didn't start and score like a hat trick to just to really fuck me. Um, but even with that, so 89th minute, Jesse Lingard scores. Uh, I think there was five minutes of stoppage time, and in the fifth minute of stoppage, fifth minute of stoppage, we got a penalty, and we had a penalty, uh, a free, a free kick, a penalty kick. And what happens? They, they bring on the captain, Mark Noble. And Mark Noble, as the captain, gets to take the penalty kick. He came on in stoppage time, basically, essentially, just to take this penalty kick. And Manchester United saved it. So we lost 2-1, even though we had a chance to at least tie it up and take the point Ooh. at the very last second. And it's a tough way to lose. It's tough. It's a tough way to lose, especially because now uh, the EPL game this week is against Manchester United again. So we get to play them again. I fucking hate my life. And those fucking dickheads suck. So they're going to get knocked out at fucking the Champions League and probably come beat us in your in fucking Europa. So when I play them fucking 10 times this year, I'm going to be furious. That You're not going to get rid of them. That would be fuck, man. You. 
Uh, that was a tough way to lose. When Lingard scored, I was like, oh, that's tough. And then when they had Noble taking the penalty kick, I was like, why wouldn't they it. have Declan Rice? It. Like, once they had Noble take it, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. And who was, like, any, literally anybody. Look at that suit check. You, it, well, because it, it's, you could have anybody take it, right? Like, you could take Fabianski. I could have taken it. Fucking, I could have taken it. Fly me out. <laughs> We that need to pause this game for five hours to fly out. Uh, <laughs> hold up, hold up. Our penalty taker. Nah, other games to mention. I know, Voza, we were texting about this game, this Newcastle Leeds game. Um, crazy goal where the um, that Leeds had scored, where it almost looked like the forward had done a like a, a backwards heel kick on it, but really yeah. he just dummied he just it. Missed it. <laughs> and so the, the reason why I bring up this game is that my brother's a big Newcastle fan. And earlier in the season, um, their goalkeeper, Darlow, didn't play. And uh, their backup goalkeeper gave up probably one of the easiest goals to Ronaldo where he had the, the goalkeeper had made the save but literally just let go of the ball. And it was just a little dribbler that Ronaldo was able to kick in. This goalkeeper likes to live on the dangerous side in the sense where You'll see a lot of teams, they try to incorporate their goalkeeper with the play a game, passing and everything. This guy Darlow just seems to just be running around aimlessly and puts Newcastle in very bad positions. This game should have easily had about 10 goals in it um, with all the mistakes the goalkeepers and the defenders were making. But this ended up in a 1-1 draw um, for our boy Martin. Everton looked like crap against Aston Villa away. Halftime, it looked like, okay, 0-0 game. They may be able to get a goal. They ended up giving up three goals in nine minutes against Aston Villa. So not a good look for them. Uh, Man City, some will say this is a shocking tie, but I feel like every year Man City has a game that they lose points on at home to one of those mid-tier teams, whether it's like Southampton, Crystal Palace, Watford. Um, So you saw that they dropped points. Um, Got to give a shout out to Steve for Arsenal. They ended up winning one to nothing against Burnley. Hey, Odegaard had a goal there. Um, so we we thankfully lucked out with Steve being somewhat moderately happy with how Arsenal played and not really um, throwing a tantrum about how Arteta needs to be gone. Um, so that was a lot of the games that happened on the Saturday. I'm trying to think of like other games on the Saturday across other leagues. I don't think there was anything that caught my attention. Um, before I dive into Chelsea and Tottenham that played on Sunday, um, Juventus ended up lose, uh, tying against AC Milan 1-1. You had Morata, who had scored an early goal, um, I think in like the fourth or fifth minute, um, but they just couldn't hold on Juventus. So I think this is the first time that – I think this is the first time that they've gone into the season – where they haven't won a game in their first four games. I think they've they've tied two and they lost two. So oh, technically, so sad. technically, if the season ended today, Juventus would be relegated. Oh, so sad. Would hate to see that. So you had that Lazio again. They got another tie two two. Um, Any own goals? No, I don't think there was an uh, own goal. They saved that check. for the for, for the. Uh, no, there Europa there was no only. own goal. <laughs> Um, but Chelsea, um, I was worried going into this game. I almost, I why we're the greatest team ever. 
Well, I should have probably texted Voza separately because I saw that Mendy wasn't playing because he was hurt. So usually when Mendy isn't starting, that means Kepa is. So you know that the over should probably hit in that game. There's always at least one goal that Kepa's going to give up. Wish you sent me that text. Yeah. Well, th- that was a game where they got it towards like the last in the 92nd minute. But um, this just shows you I- I'm trying not to get so excited with this team. Because this is the problem that happened last year. And then we hit a road where we were just making dumb mistakes, losing so many games, giving up so many points. Um, But this team, like not even our strikers scored in this game. You had Tiago Silva, who scored on a header from Marcus Alonso, who's been playing lights out. And I don't think Ben Chilwell is going to get any playing time in the near future. Nicolo Conte seems to always like to score goals against some of these big teams. It was a deflection, but they still gave him the goal. And then Antonio Rudiger scored in the 92nd minute um, in the middle of the penalty box at a ball where a couple defenders were there and just able to put it in the back of the net. So Chelsea's playing solid, and this is them playing. They didn't have their number one in goal. They still have Pulisic, who's, who's injured right now. Um, they just have so much depth where I hope it doesn't become the detriment to them. But I think Tuchel's been playing a great system and and utilizing the players evenly and nicely to keep them fresh, but also keep competitive in these games. And it was an away game against Tottenham where sometimes we never know when you have um, Harry Kane and you have Son and you have uh, Deli Ali, who's been playing more this season. Uh, Tottenham still has a lot of offensive threats and to shut them out at home is, is pretty impressive, especially with our backup goalkeeper. Yeah, your team sucks, Tony. He's like, yep, whatever. Yep, sure. My team sucks. <laughs> I, I literally like heard you. I was like, oh boy. I was like, I was not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, still early on. It's only five games in, so we got a long season ahead. We'll really, it'll be interesting to see where all the teams are landing once we're getting into Christmas. Yeah, I'm but, just going to pretend that we're the greatest team ever still. Yeah, I think besides oh, that. Oh, 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 I forgot to mention, by the way. Uh, I did mention it last week. Uh, we lost to Man United, obviously, this week. Uh, we were down. We had no Mikel Antonio because he got red carded at the end of last week's game. So the fact that we almost tied with them, I'm just saying, maybe if it wasn't for the cheap red card last week, maybe it would have been closer. <laughs> well, the stat sheet also, like, you can definitely see Antonio not being there offensively did a damage. I mean, I think Man United had like 18 shots in comparison to like eight for, for mm-hmm. West Ham. Um, but you also have to realize like Man United's like offense, like you only gave up two goals against them. And like, yeah, one was to Ronaldo. Like, Who has like 90 goals already. Yeah. So it all in all, even though it's a loss, it's not a bad loss. No, like if you're going to lose to, and that's like, you want to lose to the really good teams. It's when you, struggle and lose to like fucking Southampton or or Arsenal. <laughs> Even when he's not here, I had to get that you one in. Say <laughs> but no, uh, that was that was everything I had saw with soccer this week. So Champions League in Europa is off. Um so we'll talk about that um two weeks from now when they play. We should probably uh, Yo fuck Johan Cruff. Have you guys heard of him? Ooh. No. Ooh. Johan, no, no, no. <laughs> he is the man who invented modern soccer. <laughs> Tony had to get that in. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> All right, I'm done now. 
uh, that'll do it for soccer. Let's uh, just quickly touch on some baseball stuff. Uh, Tony Cohen. Are the Mets even like a thing? Um, by thing, do you mean a, a professional sports team? Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about it, though. Uh, they're they're done for, right? Yeah, not mathematically because God like <laughs> just like <laughs> let me let me linger. But I'm at the point where like I don't I can't watch. It's it. over. Yeah, so I'm just I've taken L. I'm trying to not lose the fantasy finals against Steven, although his team won't stop fucking playing unbelievable. And yeah, that's all I've got on baseball. Literally after this week, I'll never have to watch any of it. We really need the Mets to like do okay, like better than this every season. Because when the fuck did I start taking over hosting baseball over Tony? Tony so When he stopped caring. Yeah. yeah. Um, as for the Yankees, they're a game and a We're half not, out. Of, yeah. They're a game and a half oh. out of the wild card, and they might as well be forty games out of the wild card. Because I could give a fuck. I went to the game Saturday and I could give a fuck. It's just they're horrendous to watch. They have the worst record in the A. After winning 13 straight games since that, they have the worst record in the AL. Uh, nobody gives a fuck on the team. Nobody cares. The, the only silver lining to this is that maybe they don't make the playoffs and maybe they fire Aaron Boone. Because I still don't think they're going to fire Cashman. I'm my buddy I went to the game with was like, if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to fire Cashman and Boone. I was like, Cashman saved his job when he traded for two lefty bats that hit for power and on base percentage. Uh, regardless of them not performing the way we thought, it's not his fault they stopped performing when they got here. It's he made the trade, so Cashman saved. But we could always pray that Boone gets fired. I think if Rojas and Boone get fired, it's going to be such a fun uh, off season, fun winter. Yeah, that w- it would uh, be tremendous. No, this off season is going to suck. We're going to have a we're going to have yeah. a strike this season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh good. So we're going to have no manager. I mean, I'd rather have no manager than Boone, but we're going to have no manager and a strike and no baseball. And Port, no baseball. Yeah. Port Degrom is never going to get to pitch well in his prime and play in a meaningful game. Because of now we're going to have a strike. Um, the only thing I will add, this is uh, a poo-poo on me. Um, I freed up my October like a few months ago because I thought I'd have something to watch. But since I don't, I'm actually going to go to Dallas and watch the Giants get shellacked on Columbus Day weekend. So fuck nice. you, Joe. Ooh. But, um, ooh. Other baseball stuff, Salvador Perez hit his 46th home run as a catcher. Yeah, uh, that's the, that's that the most home. So he that's breaking Johnny Bench's record of uh, forty five home runs as a catcher. That so most places are posting like, oh, it's the most by a catcher that started. You know, at least seventy five percent of his games at catcher. No, it's actually the most by a player in a single season with at least one start at catcher. So no. catchers don't hit home runs. Salvador Perez hits a lot of home runs. Uh, so he's having a monster year and is probably – I think he should finish third in the MVP voting. Like, he should be a top three guy. Uh, if they don't get him in the top three, they should go fuck themselves. It's probably going to be Shohei. Vlad Jr. should be coming second. It's a two-horse race with really a single horse in it. But that said, give Sal Perez his due and get him in the top three. 
Uh, NL side of things, I think what I said a couple of weeks ago about Bryce Harper on my one-minute drill might be coming true because it seems like he might lead the Phillies to a playoff berth while the Padres somehow fuck this up and don't make the playoffs. And that'll hurt Tatis's chances, especially if you look at their numbers. They're pretty similar. Tatis still has the edge and uh, wins above replacement. But Bryce Harper is pretty right. great in everything. You know that's what they care about. The, the, well, that's the problem is there was wins above replacement didn't matter. Until the year it finally mattered, and now it's until all they matters. needed to rob Judge of yeah. the MVP. Like it, it doesn't matter until it mattered, and then like there's no nuance. Like wins above replacement's nice, but wins above replacement also doesn't take into account that one plays right field, and the other one played shortstop and now plays the outfield. And like it, there's so many things that like yes, he has the wins above replacement edge, but like that's. A, a sh- above average short or an average replacement level shortstop is probably worth more than a replacement level right fielder. So that's a, a thing that there's no nuance with wins above replacement that I think voters need to take into consideration. Uh, that said, I still think that's a two horse race between those two. And then somebody will sneak in like a Max Muncy will sneak in because Everybody talks about, oh, he should be in consideration. And then you look at the numbers. It's like, nah, he's a clear third, if anything. So do we think that the Padres were the most disappointing team in baseball this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, And and I would say the Giants have been the most impressive team this year. It's it's the Padres and the Yankees are the two most disappointing teams. And I'll even throw in the Mets. Yeah, the Mets are on there. I think the three of them have been the most disappointing teams for Major League Baseball this year. For sure. The Mets Um, were supposed to win or at least compete with the Braves for the division. I'm going to give the Braves the pass because of the amount of injuries that they've yeah. had. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that the Mets didn't have injuries, but the Braves have literally been decimated by injuries. They had um, Freddie Freeman, and that was pretty much yeah. it. Like all uh, year. Padres have just fell off the face of the earth, and the Yankees were a contender for the AL, and they were in fourth place in the AL East right now. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, and because even if you look at it, like the Padres have almost no chance of making the playoffs. The Yankees still might sneak into the playoffs. And that's the only reason why I think I would put the Padres as a bigger disappointment. Oh yeah. No, the Padres are number one on the disappointment scale. Um, Do you know how upset I am that the Giants got Gabe Kapler as their manager? Do you know how bad I want a guy like that to manage the fucking Yankees? Mm. Like we couldn't trade – uh, Girardi for 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 Gabe like that that couldn't have been a thing that happened instead of fucking Aaron Boone. I will say though, favorite. Kapler was a terrible manager on the Phillies. He was putting his foot in his mouth like I, every other day. But was he it, couldn't manage a bullpen. He couldn't figure out the. He was okay. Destroying hold on. that team in in the defense of of Gabe Kapler. Could he not manage a bullpen, or did he just have nothing to work with with that bullpen? Uh, maybe both. I don't know. But he, he definitely like, wasn't doing himself any favors. Like, he wore out his welcome in Philly really fast. I feel like not, but any option he had in Philly was the wrong option. Like, he could have he could have put in anybody, and it would have looked bad because just that bullpen was terrible for those years. And, like, they're still bad. 
Yeah. They, they've been bad for fucking since they went to the World Series. But I think that was a big part of that. That said, they did have screwy lineups a lot of the time. Like, there was definitely not a – there wasn't a consistency with their, their lineups, which that was also could be – you don't know if it's a front – front front office thing um because clearly he's managing everything well with san francisco so maybe it's a, a front office the phillies front office is bad and the the giants front office is good and he could puppet better they could puppeteer him who knows all i know is that uh based on the way the giants did this year i'd like him way more than Boone. it's so sad that one of those teams the giants or the dodgers have to play in the uh Wild card. Um, wild card game. Like yeah. one of those teams is literally going to come down to one game. I think, Go ahead. I would say I think either one of them should, will be the favorite and should win it. But it's like it's crazy that the Dodgers uh, – I still think the Dodgers are going to pass them. Um, but like the fact that the Dodgers could get knocked out is fucking insane. I'm, I really hope the Dodgers don't pass them because I think one game playoff – Dodgers have much more to work with for like who they're starting, all that stuff. And I want to see Dodgers Giants. Like I want to see that playoff series. I just don't, I don't know if the-, the Giants like could survive a playoff series if they're not fully staffed. I just don't want to see the Dodgers get knocked out in a one game and I don't and not get to see Scherzer, Kershaw. Bueller, Urias, all on the same fucking rotation for the yeah. playoffs. Like, I would hate to fucking miss out on that. Yeah. that This is, like, the only reason why I'm, like, okay with MLB eventually expanding the playoffs to add, like, a couple more teams because it would prevent these guys from playing in the one game. Like, then you'd make those shit teams that are actually barely sneaking in playing this crap. Yeah. The only thing that could happen if that's the case of the Dodgers playing in the one game, imagine that they throw all of those guys two innings apiece. Like, just imagine, like, if you have all those pitchers just do two innings. I think think Scherzer would punch uh, Dave Roberts in the face if he tried to take him out after two innings. No, but I think think if that's the case, then you would have Scherzer close the game. Like, you get the lead and let Scherzer end the game then. Problem with that is then who starts game one against the Giants? Like, here's you have options. You do a bullpen game and you you don't have to worry. The Giants' rotation isn't as strong and now you have to worry about Desclafani has been on a decline. Alex Wood just came back. He's on a pitch count. Like they don't like they've had serviceable serviceable guys like Gosman, but like none I of them are think, really a true number one. I still think guys like Gosman and Webb and are are better than a bullpen game. I'm still waiting especially, for not especially the no, but especially when you can match instead of matching them up as bullpen game versus Gosman, who's been great this year. You could match him up against Scherzer, who's been unbelievable this year, or Bueller, who's fucking Walker Bueller, or Kershaw, who's somehow still Kershaw. Like I'm still, I'm still waiting for the wheels to fall off of Gossman. I, I, I just, don't, I, I can't. Esclafani has picked I up. Like he's already kind sure. of He's I, another one though. I, I'm waiting for the wheels to fall off all these guys. Esclafani couldn't pitch for shit in Cincinnati. Gossman used to get his ass kicked by the Yankees on the regular. Like I. Like, just this is going to sound out. crazy, but the Giants might literally win 70 games next year. There's so many ways that this could just completely blow up an effort. Totally. Uh, that said, Logan Webb is the fucking man, and I think you guys need to respect him more because I think Tony – I don't know uh, enough about him. To- Tony, Tony Cohen said 
Tony Cohen said he's a bum, and he's he been very good. He's been very good this year. He's a four on that roster, and that's, yeah, let him be. That's terrible saying that he's a four on that roster. He's a good four. Fuck you guys. I'd take him on the fucking Yankees. Severino needs to go in the bullpen for some reason, and we're still finding spots to put Andrew Heaney in the fucking in the game somehow. When he when at uh, the game Saturday when he came in. It was like, oh, we can leave. Like, we can yeah, go home you can now. Leave. You go it's home. time That's to go. Not, I'm going home now. <laughs> it is funny, though, because every time, like, he gave up, every time he gave up a home run, it was just the entire crowd. You just hear, Heeny, Heeny, Heeny. Everybody knew. Everybody knows. That's it. He's just uh, so bad. Anything else about baseball? Nothing, nothing else really going on. Um,. I'm excited right. for the other teams to enjoy the playoffs. <laughs> Hopefully us too. It's going to be great. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it. Let's move on and start to wrap it up with the one-minute drills. Buzz, 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 buzz. Uh, I'm going to go first because mine's going to be quick. Uh, when you're listening to this on Wednesday, if you're listening when this is released, later on tonight is Dynamite Grand Slam. I'm going. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. How oh, yes. week. Frank, we missed Look, all of that. Of course I froze. <laughs> of course I did. What did you hear me up till? Just Nothing. If you hear this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. God damn it. If you're listening to this on Wednesday. I'm going to freeze again. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, I will be at Dynamite Grand Slam tonight. They're taping Rampage also. Uh, they're doing Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus the cleaner Kenny Omega. It's going to be amazing. Check out Dynamite. That's it. That's my one minute. That was my one minute drill when I was frozen. That's my one minute drill now. <laughs> nice. I'll go. Um... It is at the moment September 20th, and basketball is less than a month away already. Uh, I took your show. <laughs> uh, basketball is coming back very soon. Thank God, because if I'm not going to have the Yankees, and if the fucking Jets continue to suck, hopefully the Knicks can build upon last season and be a competitive team still, um, so I can enjoy that. Um, and that also means hockey, hopefully, is coming back soon as well. So basketball is back. I'll do my one a mid minute drill. The uh, similar to what Voza was saying, I was going to say training camps open up next week. Um, so they've already started talking about two polls that I wanted to chat about. One is what are they anticipating the standings to be on both the East and the West? So for our next, they're targeting them to be seventh. Um, I don't fully agree with that because the team that they have right above them is the Bulls. And as much as they may have solid players, I don't think it's one that means that they're going to do well this year. Um, basically they have the nets up top with the bucks and heat following them. And then on the West, they have the Lakers following the Suns and jazz. So we'll be interesting to see how all this lands up. And then they also released their top 25 under 25 listing. Um, so just some names that they had at least in the top five, or at least the top four that I remember were um, Luka Doncic at one. They had Jason Tatum at two. They had Trey Young at three. 
and Zion Williamson at four. Is, did Barrett is, make the list or no? Uh, 20th. Is, I did see Barrett up there on the 20th. Mm, um, it just shows you what, what I always like think about with the NBA. As much as we feel that there's like always the same guys, there's a lot of youth that have played solid minutes and are going to be an up-and-coming uh, individuals. And that's one thing I love about the NBA. As much as there's 30 teams, you can really follow a lot of players and you don't have to worry about it. Like in soccer, I know I'm going to make a soccer reference. There's always the Ronaldo and the Messi's, but in basketball, there's always a handful of guys you can refer to as quality players. But yes, I am definitely looking forward to basketball coming back very soon. Have you heard of LeBron James by any chance? Yeah, you hear about LeBron James, but it's not just LeBron James is winning MVP. Also, he's the like, Ronaldo the MVP and the Messi. In soccer, is usually always Messi or Ronaldo. Okay, fair, fine. I'll let you have it. Uh, and guys, no. don't worry because Zion Williamson's going to be on the Knicks soon enough. Well, the one thing I did see is that Philly's expecting Ben Simmons to report to camp, which I think is fucking comical. I can't wait for that shit show. Like, if I'm in beat, I just bitch him out the whole time. <laughs> like I just force him to want like I for uh, if I'm in Embiid I'm like trade this motherfucker off my team. But the 76ers are wanting Simmons to come to camp. That's insane. crazy. Crazy. If if they want Simmons then Embiid should say all right, trade him or trade me. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. He's already said that he doesn't intend to report, but the the team has already said that they remain it remains intent on him being there. Abu. That new. Tony, you want to wrap it up? Sure. I don't really have a good one. So I'm just going to go with um, we're about two months and 11 days away from the CBA expiring. And I'm pretty sure we're headed towards a lockout. And I'm really, really intrigued to see what this is going to be like. It's going to suck, Tony. No, I know it's going to suck. But it'll give me something to pay attention to. It should be. Fun. I, I just can't wait for all the you're going to have the MLB offers coming out and the players rejecting it and the counter mm-hmm. offers. And then if you're on the MLB side, you're a bootlicker. And if you're on the player side, you're just like a greedy bastard. Like, yep. like both, when really us fans should just be like, fuck both of these sides yep. because both of them make way too much money and they're fighting over millions and billions when they can just fucking just be like, yeah, yeah whatever. Like we're both making a ton of money. Who gives a shit? They're fighting yep. over they're fighting over all that money and not paying minor leaguers anything. Yeah. Like Yeah, by the way, that could be that's a good segue. Uh shout out to the uh Cyclones and I can't remember what team did it with them, but they basically like did something before their game and protested like the whole they all make absolutely like nothing. So Frank, there you go, Frank. Yeah, I think we won. We scored the most points too after it looked like we might lose. Three fucking touchdowns. My God, man. Let's I'm playing go. Aaron Jones. Luckily, my team, I have TJ Hawkinson, and it looks like I'm going to still survive. Yeah, we have Hawkinson, too. So, like, Ooh, we, nice. we, we put the pounding on him this today. Let's go. Oh, uh, I'm going to come in. Yeah. Pay your fucking minor leaguers. You're worth $2 billion. Dude, just like pay. livable wages. Like these guys literally make like 10 to 15K a year. Like, come on. Like just they have to work pay. another part-time job yeah. in order to make a living. They give and them they have like, no time. They give them like a $100 stipend for the week. Yeah. You know, as a professional athlete, how much they eat in a week? $100 is like two days worth of food. They should literally at a bare minimum be paying them like what the average like American salary is because it's not even close to that. So yeah. like 
the bar is not 000. that high. Yeah, it's not even that high of a bar. We're not asking them to make, you know, six figures or nothing, but Jesus Christ. And, and it's still a fucking shame that, like, league min- That That's the best way to look at it. What's league minimum for, like, a major leaguer? $550,000? like $512,000, something like that, yeah. Yeah, like, they don't need to make that. But yeah, like, now give them fucking fifty grand a year. Yeah, make it so that they can actually like eat. Martin, when you're listening to this, just know my fantasy team put up a hundred points more than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and with that, <laughs> that'll do it for one minute drills. Let's move on to the Wizard of Oz. Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is to all the degenerates out there. Uh, I'm going to run through last week, which looks like we actually did pretty well, boys. Uh, Frankie, you went, you had the cards minus four and a half. That didn't go so well. Raiders plus six. That was a winner. He had under 41 and a half in the Giants game. That was a loser. So Frankie went one and two. I thought I had the uh, over in that. No, you had the under. I had the under because it was a Thursday game. Fuck. No, no. What's funny is, Frankie, on Monday, you said under. And then when in our chat you texted me on over. Thursday, you said the over, which was hysterical. <laughs> Whatever. You said Washington was going to score over 30. <laughs> yeah. Dumb, uh, Dieguez had the 49ers minus three and a half. Bills minus three. Both of those are winners. You had the Cowboys over 55, which I think most of America did. And that turned out – and it, they scored freaking 21 Two. in the first quarter. And then – Nobody else scored the rest of the game. It was fucking insane. The Cowboys literally scored three points after the first quarter. Um, so Joe went two and one. Uh, Steve had the Cowboys plus three. Washington minus four. Broncos minus six. So he went two and one. Uh, Martin had the over in the Jags game, which I'm pretty sure lost. Um, Tony had – wait, I just – I did see. Tony had the Cowboys plus three. Bengals plus three. Rams minus four and a half. Tony went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The Rams kind of choked that away in the end. Probably should have covered that game. I had Cowboys plus three, Cowboys money line, both of those winners, um, and Cardinals minus four and a half, who choked that one away as well. They probably should have won that one by two touchdowns. Um, so I went 2-1. So overall, pretty good for us. Um, with that, let me jump into this week. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Go ahead, Frankie. Uh, so I've got – can't believe I'm going to do this when they're a uh, favorite, but I've got the Las Vegas Raiders at minus three and a half. Frank, you know this is the game they lose, right? For sure. I Oh, I okay. they're a favorite? For sure. I, I know I think, for sure. I think that, like, we did the same thing last year when they beat the mm-hmm. Chiefs, uh, uh-huh. and they were, like, a three- or four-point favorite against – maybe it was the Broncos or someone that they should have killed, and then they got absolutely – Oh, killed. it was the Falcons. But, the fucking Falcons, and they got obliterated. So that's that's what scares me is because they're playing Miami this week, who's probably not going to have a quarterback. Right. And so that means, like, Jacoby Brissett's going to look like fucking goddamn Peyton Manning out there. So that'll be fun to watch. Uh, and then I've got two over-unders. I'm going to go over in the Saints-Patriots game because I think Matt Jones is finally going to – throw for touchdowns, and hopefully Jameis Winston doesn't look like a fucking piece of shit because I'm probably going to start him in fantasy. Fuck my life. And I'm going to take the over in the Bucks rams game. That's over 54 and a half. Okay. Because uh, that's fine. Tony, Diego, one of you want to go? I can go. 
Um, one, I also had Frankie the over in the Bucks Rams game. The Bucks have given up twenty plus in both of their games so far, um, and you know that they're going to be putting up a handful of points. Um, and you have the Rams who are more than easily capable of putting that up. Um, another over I'm actually looking at is the Chargers Chiefs at fifty five and a half. Uh, Chiefs at home coming off a loss. Also the Chargers with a loss and a heartbreaker. I think both teams are going to come out strong offensively, put up a lot of points there. The other game I like actually is the Bills and Washington football team. I like Washington at plus eight and a half. I say that because the Bills just came off a big win against the Dolphins, 35-0. You had Washington, who just skinned out a win. I don't foresee that defense losing by more than one score. I think the Bills do win, but I don't think it's more than – I don't think it's going to be 10 points or double digits is what they're they're saying it at. Um, and just for fun, I also like the Giants at minus three. Against the Falcons. At um, a quick intermission before we go to Tony. Who's been the best NFL team in the last two years? Chiefs. Chiefs, right? Yeah. What's the Chiefs' record against the spread in the last, let's go, 14 games? Uh, is it? Oh, it's probably like 3 and 11. It's 1, 13, and 1. Yeah. Why am I not playing against the Chiefs? That is fucking crazy. I'm that's just saying that. been overselling them. That's the thing. That's I mean, still nuts. I don't, I don't still even know if it's overselling. Because a lot of those games, if you watch those games, they don't look close. And they get close at the end because they take their foot off the gas. But remember, last year, the first few games, I think they had at least three or four of the first games and double-digit uh, spreads for them. Fucking crazy. That is Sorry, nice. Tony, go ahead. Does it matter how many I give? No. I usually give three. I usually give three, but you can give whatever you Yeah, want. I like four this week, so I'm just going right, to roll with them. Um, so the first one I like is the Saints plus three against New England. I think that's just an overreaction that New England's fucking favored. I get that they're Fuck at you. home, but the, the the Saints had a bad game, but I don't stuff. Um I also like the Bengals plus four and a half against the Steelers, mostly because they just tend to play most of those games pretty close and Burrow played terrible this past week and they still kept the game close, so I think that one stays close. Um I see the Rams and Buccaneers as a pick them right now. I said that the Rams, I think, are the best team in the NFL this year, so I'm just going to keep riding with that. Um, and I'm going to say that this is the game that kind of puts the Rams like on the map is them beating the Buccaneers. And then last but not least, Cowboys minus four because the Eagles suck. Okay. Uh, I have a few picks this week. Also, um, I'm going Chargers plus seven based on that Saturday <laughs> yes. game. Um, <laughs> Joe, honestly, I don't like the over in that game because the Chargers defense is kind of good. I know that the it's the Chiefs, so like we'll see. I'm still just going to go Chargers plus seven because that defense of the Chiefs is not good, and they get cut up like fucking Swiss cheese. And even if it's even if the Chiefs are up like 14, like we were saying, they'll they'll take their foot off the gas, and Herbert will get a meaningless touchdown. At and if anything, we saw that we saw that against. Um... Last night, we saw they, they were up, up eleven by two, and by two game by two, uh, two scores because of it. So I'll take the Chargers plus seven. Uh, I will take the Arizona Jacksonville over fifty two. Um, the Cardinals' offense is scary, but their defense is kind of weak. Um, so maybe Trevor Lawrence gets some meaningless points there. Uh, give me the Titans minus five and a half 
fuck the Colts. Like, like I, I know they just covered against the Rams, but they might be without their quarterback. And if they got to play fucking Jacob Eason, uh, they're so fucked. Um, and then I will take Baltimore minus nine. It's a huge number, but I mean, Detroit was up 17, 14 and they're going full pumpkin right now. Um, so I will take minus nine for the uh, Ravens. And sorry, Frank, I'm doing this. This is the game that the Raiders lose. Give me Miami plus four and sprinkle a little on the money line if you want. So it's a lot of picks for me this week. So, Tony, don't worry. With no quarterback? With Jacoby Brissett? Oh, okay. Wait, I forgot about that. Never mind. Yeah. Move those picks. Yeah. Uh, give me Seattle minus one and a half instead against Minnesota. Um, I think that's an overreaction to Seattle blowing the game. Uh Minnesota is not good. It's not. So this I'll take those. Is, this week is very similar to week one where there's a lot of games where if you feel like the spread is too high to like tease it, I think there's a lot of those games that you can probably do this week if you want to pair it off and make, make it more of a field goal game or a less than field goal game. Yep. Um, also, let me give Steve's pick for him. Uh, Packers plus three and a half against the San Francisco 49ers for Sunday night football. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be Steve's pick. Um, I'm sure they won't get embarrassed on Sunday night football. What's up, Frank? I didn't hear any of that. Oh. Oh. We're just shitting on the fact that Monday night, on Tony, because Monday Night Football's Eagles Cowboys, and if Tony has to suffer through the Eagles beating the Cowboys on Monday night, it's gonna be great. I mean, I I I'm so excited to record now. <laughs> uh, I'm not. <laughs> Let's go. All righty. Uh so yeah. That'll do Back it for you, yeah. Thank you. I didn't know if you did that or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll do it that'll for this do week. It for this week. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Later. All right. <laughs> Where's the button to stop this recording? Oh my God, Aaron Jones got a.